Welcome to the Space Between podcast. I am William. And I'm Katie. And in this podcast, we talk about the complexities of life, faith in the 21st century, and everything in between. Often, that space between is where a lot of us find ourselves. We hope to provide a place where people can be honest and we can engage with one another with compassion wherever we may end up on our journey. Welcome to episode 10 of the Space Between podcast. Today we have Lucy from A Queer Search for Faith with us. Lucy, do you want to introduce yourself just for those who maybe haven't heard of you before? Uh, So my name's Lucy. I'm a final year theology and religious studies student and I have an Instagram account where I post content and I talk about LGBTQ plus faith inclusion and the experiences of queer people within churches and their faith communities. Yeah, that's brilliant. For your, so you're in your final year uh, doing yes. theology. Yeah. What are you doing your dissertation on? Uh, I'm doing my dissertation on the impacts of Christianity on the identities of women who identify as same-sex attracted or lesbian, gay, bisexual and queer. So I've been doing like interviews with women who identify with like these two sort of separate identities as in they experience same-sex attraction, but they don't want to act on it or pursue relationships and women who also experience that attraction but believe their relationships are affirmed by God and their faith communities. So yeah, it's been really interesting. Yeah, you enjoying it so far then? I am. Um, I'm dreading like the write-up of the whole thing, but it's going okay so far. Yeah. So it's in this sort of research and development stage then, or have you wrote a lot of it already? Uh, so I wrote a first draft of the first chapter and it's a bit of a mess, but mainly still kind of like just finished the research so yeah that's yeah. cool that's exciting though that's cool are you planning on going on to do like further study after that or just finish um, with this degree I would like to in the future but uh for now I'm gonna yeah go into the world of work for the next couple of years get some money and then maybe do further study in the future yeah yeah that's cool and how did you come to like being interested in that like uh, tell us a little bit about your own faith journey and what denomination was it that you were raised in yeah absolutely uh so my faith journey I was raised Catholic Uh, I attended Catholic schools until I was 18 um I always like loved Jesus had a real connection to my faith during that time but I also struggled to accept my sexuality um I, I just kind of pushed it down ignored it for a long time and then once I sort of did accept it I felt like I come to a place where I was like oh I can't then be Catholic or Christian like it's one or the other so if I accept this then I give up the other one which was like a really painful challenging place to be in um but, but then I feel like I kind of had a turning point where I fully came out to myself as in fully acknowledged the feelings I was experiencing and who I was who I was made to be and that sort of in a sense made me feel closer to God because I think when I was said that I felt I'd accepted my sexuality and I had to choose I don't think I had fully accepted myself because I still thought there were parts of me that weren't compatible when actually I've been created as like a whole being and every part of me like fits together beautifully um so I found that after that that was when I started to feel closer to God I was no longer hiding a part of myself I didn't have to choose between like two integral parts of myself and um, I could embrace my whole self and my relationship with God. Uh, so now I would describe myself as a Christian, sometimes a Catholic, and I do enjoy going to Quaker meetings as well. So a bit of everything. 
Yeah, it's cool. It's fun, like bringing aspects of all the different traditions together, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's I think that's something that everyone could embrace because I think that bringing different things from all of it kind of enriches my faith as a whole and kind of gives me a deeper experience of God because God is not one thing. God is not one experience. And so to go to a Catholic church and you kind of have like all the bells and whistles and the prayers and the Latin and everything. And then to go from that and then to just sit in silence in a room with other people who are praying, meditating is like, it was such a stark difference, but it's, it's still, it's all coming to God in some way. So yeah, I really enjoy that. Exactly. That's cool. And do you think that being raised Catholic affected your experience of coming out differently from, say, for example, you were raised in um, a mainline or evangelical tradition? Um, that's an interesting question. I think there's definitely similarities across people of all denominations. I think there are similarities between Catholics and evangelicals at times because there is quite um, often quite a hard stance against LGBTQ plus people it's quite yeah so I think there'd be similarities there Uh, but for me my experience wasn't so much people like coming up to my face and saying homophobic things but like absorbing messages about LGBTQ plus people from priests and teachers and people in the community and wider statements made by the Catholic Church as well that made my self-acceptance challenging Um, but the people in my life that you know my family and my friends that are Catholic have no, they've been wonderful. At times it can be awkward, especially if they don't know other LGBTQ plus people and we've all had awkward moments. But uh, yeah, like mostly it's been wonderful coming out to the people in my life. So yeah, yeah. That's cool. So what was it like when you heard Pope Francis's statements a, a few weeks back now um, on the LGBTQ community? Um, and how did that make you feel when you heard that? Um. So... I think there's so much from part there, to be honest. Um, I think it's really promising because it shows a level of compassion and kindness that we've not really seen in statements coming from the Pope or the Catholic Church in the past. So to have the Pope advocating for civil rights of those in same gender relationships is like, to me, a huge deal. Um, and I know a lot of LGBTQ plus Catholics felt really encouraged by this. They you know, thought it would translate to sort of inclusion or more friendly attitude to them in their communities and other people think it's going to go as far to like blessing same gender unions within churches I don't think we're there yet but that would be incredible um but I think the most disappointing thing has been the response from other Catholics because I'm not sure if you've seen a lot of other comments being like well he's not Catholic if he's saying this and I'm just thinking he's it's the like, Pope, pope. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're not getting any more Catholic than that so to me it was quite disappointing to see people think that um to be a Catholic is is to be homophobic or to condemn the civil rights the political rights of LGBTQ plus people because he wasn't particularly advocating for them to be part of a church but more so that saying that they have a right to the civil union so they're legally covered which I think that you don't need to believe that we should have our partnership celebrated in the church to think that people should have those kind of civil rights so yeah it's really disappointing to see people think that him coming out like this is moving away from Catholic teaching because really I think it, it's not at all it's it's all there like you know in in the catechism that even if the catechism does say some questionable things that like people who are homosexual should be treated with love so yeah 
and it was really promising, but the response had been a little disappointing, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that like you felt this sense of um, hope when you hear Pope Francis say that those sort of things, but at the same time, it still feels like they're almost being dragged kicking and screaming like uh, yeah. as, as a whole, the church, into uh, talking about issues like these. And it is good to see them talking more, but as you said, there's still a long way to go. Um, so for, for those who haven't engaged with any of your content before, your Instagram page that you talk about all these sort of things on is called A Queer Search for Faith. Um, and it seems to speak to the difficulty that many have of integrating their LGBTQ identity with their faith. Um, so what's been the biggest challenge for you in bringing together these two different aspects of your life and experience? Um, that's a really good question. I think the biggest challenge for me has been that um, often you feel too sort of Christian or religious for the LGBTQ plus community and then sort of too queer for the Christians. You end up feeling like trapped in this middle ground in between. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions, I think, about, you know, from each community about what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be LGBTQ plus. And I think rightfully so, the queer community is quite suspicious sometimes of religious people because of treatments and attitudes in the past um but it, that also means that sometimes there's a lack of understanding and, and a little bit of hostility for yourself identifying that way um so that can be quite challenging and I think sometimes there'll be um it's, it doesn't feel easy to tell other LGBTQ plus people that you you are a Christian when you sort of started to anticipate a certain level of hostility at times that can be really challenging because that's the one community where you feel like you just want to be your whole self um but then similarly with, with christian people as well it feels very challenging to tell them about uh, your identity because you don't know how they're going to react you don't know what they think certain assumptions might be made of you so it can be quite I think the challenging thing is being sort of caught in this middle ground when you really don't see yourself I don't see myself as any different to straight people just have you know I think my relationship is very similar it just happens that you know my partner would be of the same gender um I think it's promising now to see lots of like queer Christian celebrities and you know coming out and talking about their faith and their queer identity you've got Grace Baldridge who's like topped the Christian music charts recently which is really exciting and I think that's helping to push the conversation as well and definitely makes me feel less alone I think finding yeah. this whole community of other people like who identify similarly to me makes me feel yeah a lot less isolated than I did so yeah yeah that's brilliant so in that process of like integration where you're trying to integrate your lgbtq plus identity with your your faith what's been one of the things that you've been most excited to discover was not true um so for example many times people are taught that the bible is really clear about same-sex relationships and attraction uh, but then discover that actually it's not as clear as maybe they think um so in that process of learning um when you've been able to reconcile these two aspects of your life and experience what have you been most excited to discover wasn't true um i've been most excited to discover that the word homosexual didn't enter the bible until 1946 I really didn't know that until recently. I think that's absolutely mad to think that I just thought it'd always been there. And um, learning biblical Greek as part of my degree has taught me that the Bible is anything but clear on pretty much anything because everything has so many different interpretations. We don't 
really we can never know for sure what the original author's intentions were for a text and for how we should then interpret that today like thousands of years on um but particularly like excuse pronunciation but arsenokoitai being translated to be homosexual you know it's always previously translated as abusers and abusers of themselves with men in the past and now it's translated as homosexual which it's mad to me because it's completely different um you know to use that word to perceive that as to be equal as someone in the same gender relationship and when it refers to abuse and inequality and an abuse of power dynamics where we don't see that in lesbian gay bisexual queer people in loving and committed equal relationships it's just not comparable I think it's talking much more about like abusive and sexual excess and lust behavior that is just not yeah it's not comparable to our modern day understanding of lgbtq plus people so it shouldn't be applied to them in that way Um, just out of interest, because maybe someone would be listening to this who has came from a more maybe conservative background and has been taught like the Bible is clear, that is very authoritative um, on these issues. So when it comes to how you engage with scripture now in your faith, obviously you're looking at historical context, you're looking at these things, but what role does the, the Bible play in your faith now, having learned these different aspects as you've studied theology? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Bible can be a great tool for liberation and justice if we just listen to what it's saying and, and how that can be then be applicable. Are we using the Bible to, you know, beat people down, hurt them, you know, injure? Because, you know, you can very easily flip it and use the Bible to uplift people, spread a message of love, transform lives. Um because I think the core message in the arc running through the Bible is this transformation of justice, of inclusion, of, um, yeah, like just sort of a moving, a movement to, to love and include. And it's not a movement to bash and hurt people. And it it's, shouldn't be some kind of weapon like to be used like that. I think using the Bible to exclude anybody is abusive and it's a misuse of the text as well. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So for you, since coming out, what has been your experience, um, both in the LGBTQ plus community and the Christian community? Have they both been accepting of like the other aspects of your identity? Um, or has there been an element where they just can't accept that other part of who you are? Um, I think there's been, you know, times and moments where people have struggled to accept the other element, but um I think overall it's been positive I feel um I've had great reactions and you know from from my family and friends and I'm able to be accepted by them for who I am you know mostly on the whole and everything and um I have great friends who are also LGBTQ plus and Christian so we you know are able to support each other and we, we don't all see eye to eye things we come from different denominations and different backgrounds and everything but it's great kind of having you know despite the diversity of our lives and everything to be able to come together and share that similar experience because there's nobody in the world who's like gone through everything that you have and is identical so even like 
just in the LGBTQ plus community, there's so much diversity and in the Christian community. And then if you take the intersection again, but it's still lovely to like talk about those shared experiences. So yeah, that's been nice. Yeah. That's cool. And for anyone who is listening to this, who's maybe struggling uh, to reconcile their faith and their identity in the LGBTQ plus community, um, maybe they've not actually came out yet, um, but they're looking for a community that will help them to explore both of these aspects of who they are. Um, are there any communities that you would point them towards for that? Um, specifically, we're talking about the UK here. So I remember a few weeks ago, you posted about different denominations within the UK. UK and where they stand on these sort of issues so where in general would you point people towards if they were looking for somewhere where they can explore um, the intersection of their faith and their LGBTQ plus identity? Mm -hmm. That's a really great question um, I think I, I didn't realize quite how many organizations there are and quite how much there is out there but it's so exciting within the UK that there are so many spaces for you to be able to explore this um, the main place I point people there's different organizations that come together once a month and it's called space to be so I think one body one faith maybe run it but then it includes different organizations and it's run online at the moment and it's an online space for prayer and reflection it's all LGBTQ plus Christians or allies to the community come together so that's amazing even if you just want to join it sit in silence and not say anything but just sort of listen to what the people say it can be really comforting just knows other people um a really great one is House of Rainbow, which is for black and people of colour in the LGBTQ plus community. And it's run by Reverend G. Day McCauley. And so they do other events, but they do faith events too. And I think that's great for people coming from those backgrounds as well. Um, Quest is for LGBTI Catholics. They join in space to be as well. They do some great events. Um, Open Table have like plant church communities across the country. So they meet within churches. I know most of them are doing it online at the moment. So you can join from pretty much anywhere if you're curious about that. Um, the but first um, thing that I joined was Diverse Church, found them on Facebook. So they do like Facebook groups and they also do weekly prayer meetings um, for LGBTQ plus Christians who are 18 to 30. So if you're, if you're in that age bracket, it's quite a nice place to meet other people in that demographic as well um, and I think if you're a student the big one to look for is the student Christian movement or SEM they have groups in most universities but if they don't have one in your uni the national organization runs events twice weekly online so yeah. if you're LGBTQ plus or you're affirming in your faith or you know trying to explore progressive values or anything get involved with them they're great and I think that's a really nice place to not feel alone. They did an event on like lesbian nuns the other week, which was really interesting. And they've <laughs> done it. <laughs> yeah. And they've done the transgender Christian experience, I think, this week. It was really interesting as well. So yeah, I think definitely check them out. Yeah, it's cool. I just recently got connected with SCM um at a symposium last yeah last week um yeah. and it's, it's amazing like looking at their website you're actually able to go on you can search your city and find churches that are affirming um and find other spaces where you can explore these sort of things as well so that's brilliant um how has your personal relationship with god developed since coming out has it changed has it kind of remained the same like have you always known that like god is accepting or have you grown into that for example um, and have you incorporated any sort of new practices into your faith since coming out um so i would say my relationship with god has definitely changed and developed over time and i think it's still 
developing and always will be. I wouldn't want it to be like sort of stagnant and remain the same. Um, I think for me, sort of having to directly question what I thought my faith said or what I thought, you know, what God believed or thought about me. So sort of questioning those theological beliefs and the Catholic teachings, I think brought me to a place where I questioned a lot of other stuff as well. And I really opened up to asking questions and exploring my faith directly. And I think that sort of led me both have like a passion for theology, you know, look deeper into things, but also have a more genuine connection with God and like a genuine desire to seek a deeper connection that, you know, had a base in further than just the Bible is clear, the catechism says, like just really like searching for things. Um, and I, I think of coming out as sort of like a spiritual experience for me personally, which I think maybe sounds a bit silly to some people, but it really was like a moment where when I say coming out I mean like coming out to myself and I mean it was like a turning point I felt most connected to my faith and also who God had made me to be um so I definitely feel I have a much closer relationship to God I don't feel I have as much to fear or to hide I feel like I can really come genuinely to God and yeah the connection is the connection feels yeah more genuine than just sort of going to church and sitting in the pews every week you know what I mean yeah and new practices um I would do Bible journaling now, which I never used to do um, in the sense of like, so like with my degree, like looking at it quite scholarly, I'm sure you know what that's like. It's, it sometimes gets a bit kind of heavy and disheartening at times. So I've tried to like reflect on the Bible creatively and like doing art and imagery and stuff with it, which helps me sort of reflect on the word in a new way that I've never done before. And I'm not an artist, but I have a go and I really enjoy it anyway. Um, and the other thing I do is, I don't know how to say it contemplative prayer contemplative prayer um I find that really like focuses me and um is is sort of a new I think it's almost to me sort of similar to praying the rosary in a way but it sort of takes me more into the moment um which I really enjoy yeah I think I think having I think being a queer Christian has made me ask these questions and search for different ways to connect God so I think I'm really thankful for that in a way yeah that's brilliant um and for those who are interested would you be able to recommend any uh, queer um theology uh, either books or podcasts or anything like that that you've found beneficial um there is a great podcast and it's called queer theology and they yeah uh, they look at like different texts in the bible every week i think every week yeah that's a great one to look at and they have a great website as well um if you want to know like where you stand in your faith as an LGBTQ plus person, they have a lot of resources for trans people in particular because uh, one of the guys who read it is trans. So that's exciting. Um, I think it's, it's not theology so much, but Vicky Beeching's book, I would recommend to everybody because like regardless of where you stand on it, because I think it, she's so raw and honest in a, in a way that people often haven't been when talking about these things. Um, so I think it really brings sort of like a, a personal aspect to, to the constant debate about homosexuality and Christianity. It's kind of nice to really see like a faith and like a person and, and a life sort of brought to life through the book. So obviously today's conversation has been very much about your experience and about your journey with um, the the church and your LGBTQ plus identity. Um, but 
online you do share a lot of educational and informative content about these issues learning the history of lgbtq christians in the uk and and elsewhere and then also some of the theological aspects so if people want to engage with that content maybe learn a little bit more about these topics uh, where can they find you online and what where's the best place for people to go uh, they can find me on instagram at a queer search for faith if they want to engage with the content brilliant well thanks very much for coming on today lucy and we really appreciate you coming to have this conversation with us Thank you very much. Really enjoyed talking about it. So you'll be able to find links in the show notes to Lucy's Instagram page and as well as that, the uh, Queer Theology podcast and book that she recommended just at the end there. I'll also add a link to a really useful Queer Theology list that I was sent at a university event another week. Um, it's got so many books on it, so it'll be a great resource for anyone who is an avid reader and wants to get into pretty much any topic on Queer Theology. Next week on the podcast, we have Will Thorpe from Heretical Theology. Will is an atheist and secular humanist, and I ask Will some questions about the strengths of atheism. Um, one thing that I find pretty common within general Christian discourse, and especially Christian apologetic discourse, is a mischaracterization um, of atheism. We will discuss misconceptions about atheism, we'll also discuss things like morality and meaning and then also how religious people and atheists and secular humanists can do better to work together. We obviously have differences in our viewpoint but I think it's so important that we learn to not try and demonise other people and not try and... Um, straw person their argument like actually understand the substance of what they're saying but also for many of the people that follow the podcast and the space between page on instagram you're going through a phase of religious deconstruction for for many of you um, a questioning of centrally like held beliefs and one thing that i found really valuable in my process with that was just being honest with myself because there was definitely a period of about six months where I would have definitely said I was an atheist to myself even though I was still in church and still doing all these things um but being honest with yourself is so important and for some of you atheism or secular humanism is going to be where you end up so true to the name of the page there are many of you that are on different ends of the spectrum of uh, the space between faith and and doubt um and for many of you so you'll end up on that far end of doubt which will lead to not having a faith or belief um and for a lot of you as well the, the majority of you anyway it seems to be the case that you're more on the end of faith so it's, it's important that we have a good understanding as people of faith of what it means to be an atheist and if we're going to have a good witness um 
to God and to, to Jesus, if that is what you, you hold to in the world, then it's important that we don't misrepresent people and that we try and foster and encourage better dialogue and conversation on these issues.